Uh, you ready to record, Reese? Absolutely. Cool. Um, I don't think I've I've consumed any of the stuff I said I was going to last week. Oh yeah, I know. I haven't. David Copperfield. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, haven't even started Last of Us 2. Had another video game I had to review and it's taken up so much time. So. God, what a life you live. <sighs> you had to review a video game. Had to. <laughs> it, it was bad, though, so, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, then. That makes it a little bit better? No, that makes the excuse better. <laughs> it doesn't make. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. Mm. And welcome to Nerd Out Spinoff episode number <laughs> 11. We are back talking about nothing but stuff yeah. for you today. <laughs> My name is Sandro. As always, I'm joined by Reese. Hello there. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff that we have uh, consumed over the last week. Not much. Yeah, we say a bunch. It's probably one thing each. <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah a couple couple things but it's been pretty quiet yeah probably because we're doing multiple movies over on oldie but a goodie at the moment and Mm. it's taking forever and also uh life how about you yeah i started working again so yeah well i say working i mentioned it last time i've got a bad back at the moment Mm. and so i've been on light duties at work and actually had to miss out on a day just because my back my back was so bad but like I said, I'm back at work, so I've got less time to do stuff. And that will reflect in the fact that my list is really small and I'm kind of scraping the barrel to find topics to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sure we'll waffle on and make an episode out of this. Yeah, I think we'll get some some content, some hot tent. Hot tent. Hot tent. Hot tent. <laughs> out, of, out of what we've got today. <laughs> Uh, very quickly though, up top, we were talking mm. about this briefly, uh, last week, I think on the episode, maybe not, I can't quite remember, but, uh, the show is going to become its own show very soon, I think. We're very I think close so. to being able to do that. Um, we just need a title, really, that's what we're mm. wait, wait, waiting on right now so that we can then get some artwork. Um, some ideas we had were like, what have you been consuming lately or recently? Either one of those words works. Mm. Um, but that's also a long name. It is. So... I tried to come up with a, what is it, an anagram or a, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, acronym? An acronym, that's what that's it. Acronym. <laughs> we got it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm tired. That's <laughs> I fine. work today. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I tried to come up with an acronym. It wasn't working because it, what, what have you been, it almost was like, why yodel <laughs> And it didn't work out. <laughs> Which I think could be funny as a name. Why? Because of... Have you heard my podcast? Why, Ob? Or something like that. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't it doesn't quite work, so... No. Um, unless we want a really long name. And there are podcasts with super long names. There are. There are Taika Waititi movies with really long names, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they do well. So there's no reason why we couldn't call it that. And that would also mean that we'd have a direct connection to Nerd Out through that title. But also, it's a bit of a mouthful. But also... Yeah. I doubt anyone else has got that name for their show, mm. and therefore, will be an easy search. So, I don't know. I think I've just come up with something, and I might edit this one out, but... Okay. Why don't we just call it Nerd Out Consumption? Nerd Out colon consumption, or just Nerd Out Consumption? Let's do colon, yeah. Ooh! I just 
thought of mm. fake Keith emphasising colon in every bit of news article that they read. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Because then it's still a spin-off. Yeah. But it's part of Nerd Out. We do get, like, the Nerd Out name is, there's a lot out there. True. Which we do find is a bit of an issue with the show that we have. Mm. But I like that as well. No doubt mm. consumption. You know what? Maybe I'll leave that in. And I'll also say, listeners, if you could think of a name that fits with our uh, 10 episodes so far of uh, podcasting that would fit as a name for this spinoff, mm. other than just calling it spinoff, because that's really hard to promote. <laughs> yes. Um, on Twitter, especially where you know people don't really know. I feel like my friends on Facebook have picked up on the fact that I do a show that's a spin-off of another one called Nerd Out, mm. but it's really awkward to explain that in every tweet when I try to promote the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's got to be something else. Weird and normal things. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yin and yang, weird and normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you've got an idea, shoot it through feedback.nerdout at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll probably just decide on something in the next, I don't know, two, three weeks. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. By episode 15, we'll uh, <laughs> this backdoor pilot will finally have come to something. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, yes. And if this is already, like, if you are listening to this on the new feed under the new name, congratulations. You're in the future. How about you (laughs) go back to uh, the first week of July, email us, and let us know what to call the podcast. (laughs) That would be very helpful. (laughs) That would. Uh, There's this theory that time travel does exist, and people have been trying to come back to 2020 and save us from, you know, COVID-19. Mm. But they actually make all the other bad stuff happen in the process. So uh, there's just this kind of meme going on about time travel. And I, I thought one. I'd jump on the bandwagon there. And... That's good. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Speaking of bandwagons, mm. this is a question <laughs> that perhaps is one of the biggest bandwagons of all time. I like this one. <laughs> it started off with one person asking it, mm. and then another person was like, Oh my god, that's a pretty cool question. I'm going to go ask someone that question as well. Mm. And they went and asked that question. And the three people who heard that person ask the other people questions, asked the questions and just rolled on, rolled on. Eventually the hashtag was created. And then they started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then there was a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's an idea. With minions on it. For no reason. <laughs> but the t-shirt's out there. Bottom. Facebook bums love it. <laughs> The question is, what have you been consuming lately? Oh, well, what have I been consuming lately? Uh, Well, I think we might have even discussed this. I can't tell if it was while we were recording or not, but uh, (laughs) for various reasons, I chose to watch the first episode of Preacher. Oh, yes, that was um, after, because I got a letter containing a copy of Preacher Season 4 that I've got to review at some point next week. Yeah, well, there we go. But yeah, because we were talking about it, I thought, well, actually, why don't we actually um, watch that and review it on here? Mm. Because I've been meaning to watch it for ages because I adore the cast. Mm. Um, Dominic Cooper is just wonderful. Ruth Nager is a goddess. I am in love with her so much. Uh, and I watched the first episode and I'm really intrigued. Mm. And I and from what you've been describing, like my first, my feelings towards the first episode were kind of like, this looks great. The cast is great. I don't know what's going on, and apparently the first season's going to be like that, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah, the first season kind of trudges along, almost mm. making you think that it's a normal show, and then, <laughs> yeah, because the comic throws you right into the action. So, mm-hmm. like, the first 
maybe six issues of the comic are all of season one, which is quite yep. uh, unlike a comic book adaptation. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's got a lot of great stuff in there. The gore was more than I was expecting. Not that I'm complaining, but some of it took me by surprise. <laughs> I mean, it is rated R18 for gore, so yeah, it's pretty full on. Oh, it is. It is, absolutely. Um, but, you know... <laughs> Tom Cruise has died. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good moment. It was a great moment, great line. And it's got the best version of a vampire I've ever seen. Is it uh, the best version because he's not... Well, no, he is going everywhere saying, I'm a vampire. Never mind. He is. That's not really... But he's saying it in a brilliant Irish accent and just being hilarious. Mm. I don't know if you've read the Discworld books by Terry Pratchett. I've read a uh, few few of them mm-hmm. i don't own any of them aside from mort i need to build up the collection and then that will probably force me to read more of them i think so <laughs> fair to, enough i need to do more of them yeah well the, the great thing about it is that this is kind of a tangent but with a reason mm-hmm. disc world is this fictional world obviously uh, invented by sir terry pratchett the late great sir terry pratchett and the books are all set on Discworld, but you get small series within that. So you get one that focuses on the Watch or the police force, mm-hmm. and you get one that focuses on one of the best characters ever written, Tiffany Aching, mm-hmm. who is a young woman who becomes a witch. She's trained by a few other witches who had their own series at first, and then they kind of cross over, which is kind of exciting. Nice. And then there's this major city called Ankh-Morpork. There are mm-hmm. two parts of this city. You've got Ankh is the rich side of the city, and then you've got more pork, which is the poorer side of the city, and there's a lot of great social commentary in there. Uh, and anyway, in one of the books called The Truth, the first newspaper is produced, uh, and then that newspaper is present through the rest of the Discworld books. <laughs> and in one of them, there's a vampire that uh, loves taking photos, yeah, and they use flash photography but they harness the power of the sun to do that. And obviously vampires don't survive well in the sun. <laughs> so he has to develop a technique where he can continue doing that because it's his passion. He just loves it so much, and that's his job for the newspaper. So what he does is put, he puts a vial of blood attached to his clothing so that when he takes a photo, he disintegrates into a pile, a pile of dust, but when blood touches the <laughs> dust, he reforms. So I could just imagine this vampire doing that. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> So that's why I explained that, just because I could see this happening. That's so spot on. <laughs> Actually, I love the scene. There's a scene where he's sitting there in the shade, having a drink, and then he just pokes his hand out into the sun so it catches on fire, and then he just sits there and looks at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's very uh, just like laid back, matter of fact about who he is. And he's just like, yep, this is who I am. Absolutely. I love the opening sequence on the plane, actually. Oh, that's yeah. always been one that has stood out to me. It's excellent stuff. I was like... Kingsman meets something really gory. Game of Thrones. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In a way. It is pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. And then he jumps out of a plane. Mm. He pours himself a drink with half a bottle sticking into a guy, like a broken bottle stabbed into someone, and the blood's pouring out. He pours it into a bottle of something, puts on <laughs> blood-covered sunglasses, takes a sip, and then jumps out of a plane. Yep. It's yeah. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, I'm excited for you to go on this journey because mm. uh, it's a fun one. And if it also means that you might one day read the comics as well, which are great in their own right, I think that would be good. I most likely will, yeah. I can't remember how... I think I watched season one, then read all the comic, and then did two, and then for some reason haven't caught up, and I'm not sure why. I think it's just because there's just been so much to do when I already know how it ends, and I'm like, yeah, I'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah. which I'm like with a lot of adaptations but yeah yeah 
And that's actually really fair enough. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, I say really enjoying it so far. It was only one episode, but mm. I really like, um, like I said, I love the cast. I've already mentioned Dominic Cooper and Ruth Nager, but I was a huge Robin Hood fan. And I know a lot of people go, ugh, the BBC version of Robin Hood <laughs> like 10 years ago wasn't great. But I loved it. I loved the cast. I loved specifically Lucy Griffith, who was in this. Yes. Um, and I actually really did like that TV show. I don't care who, who knows it. It was... It was very cheesy and very Absolutely. silly, but that was the point. And yeah. yeah, it's not great, but it was enjoyable. And also, I feel like we would have been yeah quite young when we saw it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was 15, I think, when it came out. Yeah, the perfect age to watch something like that. Exactly. Like, you had the... It's a very stereotypical version of Robin Hood, too, where you've got the, the superheroes, almost superhero figure, that is Robin Hood, who's kind of rough and rugged and handsome. Mm. And then you've got the really cheesy, but played brilliantly by Keith Allen, the, the villain, the sheriff of Nottingham. Um, you've got Richard Armitage is in there, actually. Yeah. But then you get this stunning Lucy Griffiths, who was one of my first big TV crushes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a very stereotypical story, the whole Robin Hood story, and this is a very stereotypical version of it. But I like it. I think the production values are really cool. Yeah. The music is brilliant. It is good. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack, it's brilliant. I will criticise it for they only let the composer <laughs> write enough music for one season, it feels like, and they just played yeah. the soundtrack yeah. In season two and three. It's like they literally just dropped the needle on the soundtrack. Mm. But I, I like it. Yeah. But anyway, Lucy Griffith is in that, is in that, and she's in this, and she's just really lovely and really good. Because like, she's rather proper, rather, you know, uptight British in that. <laughs> yeah. But in this, she does a really good southern accent, and she's mm. more of a relaxed kind of character compared yeah. to Maid Marian. Yeah, she's, she's another standout in this one, definitely. Awesome. Th- um, yeah, where where her character goes is very cool. Yeah. And much more expanded upon compared to the comic as well, which is a good thing. Like, that's the good thing about the first season is it expands on the characters, uh, which I'm pretty sure I said, I, I think it was Jen's first episode, actually, when I reviewed Peacher season two. Yeah. And I said something about how the characters are done, um, certain characters are, d- are done much better in the show than in the comic. And she's definitely one of them. 100% she's one of them. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to mention. I don't know. I'm Basically, I'm like it. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is going to sound harsh because I'm accepting of a lot of people and a lot of beliefs and all of that, but sometimes really religious people drive me up the wall. <laughs> That's the point of the show, though. That is the I point. I know. So, but yes. <laughs> and I love the way I love the way Jesse Custer, a.k.a. Dominic Cooper, is a con pretending to be a yeah. preacher. So sometimes he'll even roll his eyes at this stuff. <laughs> yeah. He he gets to the point where he's feeling really desperate and he actually does pray to God. Nothing happens and he's like, well, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, yeah, I'm just very excited for you to reach the end of this season. Okay. Because it all makes sense and it's it's wonderful. It's glorious. I can't wait. And don't read anything about the comic until you reach the end of his season one. Don't. Okay. Because it's all spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the main thing I've been consuming, one episode of TV. <laughs> but it's really interesting TV. It looks great. Production values just through the roof. Really good stuff. Definitely. And I'm excited to get into more because of your very positive reviews. 
By the way, Seth Rogen's involved in this, isn't he? Uh, yes, and Evan Goldblum. Nice. They're doing a lot of produce scenes. So they also did The Boys mm. and ah, something else, but I can't remember what it is. Um, but yeah, those two are, are doing a lot of comic book adaptation shows in this in nice. this vein and adaptations of this particular comic book author who also mm. did The Boys as well. So yeah. I'm surprised I like it then. Um, no. <laughs> is he in it? I can't remember if he's in it or not. I don't think Seth Rogen shows up. I haven't seen anything yet on IMDb because I just opened it to remind myself of some characters' names. Yeah. And now I'm going to stop looking because I've just seen a, a certain character who turns up here and I'm in, intrigued. Oh, yeah, I think I know which one it is. <laughs> Played by an actor called Noah Taylor. <laughs> yeah, the show does go there. <laughs> there we go. Lovely. Uh, I'll leave it at that, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, very excited. Mm. Also, I just want to endorse Seth Rogen's comments uh, that he's made over the years, and especially his recent one about Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what's going on, but I enjoy him calling out Mel Gibson for his nonsense, really. <laughs> yeah. What a... I don't know. He can go and direct Hacksaw Ridge, and you're like, oh, maybe he's okay again. And then you're like, oh, no, nah, never mind. No, nah, he's still the worst. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but let's get on to something hopefully more positive. Sandro. Yes? What have you been consuming? Um, Much like you, started a bunch of shows. <laughs> so last night started the second season of The Politician. Ah, is that Netflix's... Dave? No, that's not what I think it is, is it? doesn't have David Tennant in it, does it? Uh, no, no, no. It's... um. Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. Ah, right, yes. Uh, yes. Their politic show. Oh, I always forget what the actor's name is. He's in um, Pitch Perfect. Oh, oh, uh, is he a singer as well? Yes, yes he is. Ben something, it'll come to me. It is a Ben, you're right. Ben Platt, that's it. Platt, that's it, yeah. Yes. He's got a great song, by the way, well, great album, but uh, Bad Habit, oh. sung by him. Very good song, check it out. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, he sings every now and then in this, and yeah, he's awesome. phenomenal at that, phenomenal actor. It's a fun show. It got very negative re- reviews for season one, mm. and I went, yeah, but Zoe Dulwich is in it, so I think I'm going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> and am I still only watching it for her? Maybe. Look, maybe. But mm. also, I think it's not the best show, but it's kind of a good stand-in for like the House of Cards <laughs> yeah. hole that House of Cards left. <laughs> I think it, it does that whole political thing quite well. And it's also very funny, so I enjoy mm. it. But I can see why people wouldn't. So I started season two of that. Oh, can I just say, before you continue, mm-hmm. the show I was thinking of with David Tennant was called The Politician's Husband, and it came out in 2013. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm way behind. <laughs> I think I remember starting that. Yeah, he got a lot of praise for it, so I was interested. I mean, he does for yeah. pretty much everything. What is Earth? Great actor. Well, it's because he's amazing, yes. Aside from in Doctor Who. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I always just say that to see what people's like reaction is. Like, whenever someone is like, oh, you watch Doctor Who, who's your favourite Doctor? And I'm like, not mm. David Tennant, just to see what their face is. <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird. I've got a weird relationship with that era. By yes, the way, yes, we could same. get into that, but that's not. Um. <laughs> we'll do a Doctor Who special at some point. We've already recorded one. That that's already somewhere. It's true. I haven't edited it yet, but no. We'll <laughs> I should have done that when we took. Oh no, we took a week off for a reason. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the way, to reiterate that reason, that was us contributing to Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter. Yes, that was that week. 
but allow me to stop interrupting you because I do that too much. Oh, and it's fine. What else have you consumed? <laughs> uh, yeah, so started season two of The Politician should finish that by next episode to get nice. a report out for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twin Peaks The Return, season three, four episodes Ooh. into that, doing one episode a night, and it's uh, a-, a trip. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, all the soap opera aspects are gone, mm. and I kind of miss them, but it's also just pure Lynch, and every episode feels like a dream. <laughs> so... It's good. There was a five-minute sequence of someone spraying shovels. Spraying shovels? Yeah, like, um... I don't know, it was like this gold spray? Huh. I'm not sure why. But yeah, it was just a five-minute long scene. Nice. That was cool. But uh, the main thing I've been consuming this week is a book. Yes. I've been doing a bit of reading. A book that I got from Jen probably about a month ago. Um, The Bazaar of Bad Dreams from Stephen King. 2000. 15 short story collection collects about 20 short stories mm. published between 2009 and 2014. Actually, I think it is 2015. I think there was a original put in there that he finished just before it came out. Uh, it's good. It's really good. He's he's not my favorite short story author, which I know a lot of Stephen King fans are going to go <gasps> at because a lot of people prefer his short story <laughs> stuff. I think I prefer his longer stuff just because he's better at characters. Um... He is a horror writer, but he never, like, he's not, like, he is, but nothing that he's ever written has, like, scared me. Mm-hmm. I think the film versions, like, The Shining is quite, is definitely a horror film. Yeah. Stuff like Pet Cemetery, 100% a horror film. Is it good? I don't know, but it definitely is a horror film. The book, on the other hand, not as much. So, he's not strictly a horror author in my eyes, and... For that, the short stories don't really... They don't grab me as much. I, I kind of prefer his novellas, stuff like The Body, which became uh, Stand By Me, and like Shawshank Redemption, those sort of things I prefer. Hmm. But it's a really good collection nonetheless. Every story does definitely follow a, a structure of someone walking into the unknown, in a way. Like someone hmm. um, walking into darkness or like questioning something, whether that be... Uh, a supernatural thing or a personal thing or uh, other things. <laughs> I was going to say something, <laughs> but then I'm like, I don't really want to say anything about any of these stories. Mm. So yeah, it does very much follow a structure, which is cool. What makes this collection stand out though, is he has written introductions to every single story, which is really cool to see. Um, a lot of short story authors do that, but usually at the end of the book. So you, you read them all and then there's like, three four pages of the author kind of explaining where these stories came from in this one he's just like this is what happened now read it which is really cool and really well done i quite like it Hmm. standout stories for me it's very tropey but i really liked the one called your spelt you are which is about this guy that gets a kindle but it's a spooky Kindle, and it was really stupid, but it was very funny, and I enjoyed it a lot. And it crosses over with The Dark Tower, and also a short story in a, well, a 300-page, I think, mm-hmm. novella in a book called Hearts in, a, in Atlantis, which is entirely set in the 60s. Every story crosses over. I think it's a film with Anthony Hopkins as well, so I'm, I'm going to try and get my hands on that and read it after this, I think, because uh, 
that one really set up some exciting premises in that. So that has kind of been a standout. I really liked Mile 81 as well, which is about this car that eats people. And it's very silly again um, <laughs> and quite enjoyable, but also kind of like a sweet coming of age story at the same time, hmm. which was nice. Uh, there's a funny one called, well, it's not f- funny, but there were definitely some funny moments in it. A story called Batman and Robin have an altercation which was a very good, like, <laughs> 10-page short story. I think my favourite, though, might be a Western called A Death. It's about 17 pages, I think, and it's just this very dry Western, hmm. which I don't usually like reading, but because it's 17 pages and because it's it's so precise in what it wants to do, I think it succeeded completely, and I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, and also another one called The Little Green God of Agony, which was about, I think it's like 26 pages, and I was stuck to it the entire time. The suspense was through the roof. I think it's the only short story in this collection that I would say was suspenseful in the way that something like Pet Cemetery would be. So hmm. uh, I really enjoyed all of that. I've got two more left to read and then I'm done with it but I think I will just rate it one thumb up now. There's a couple stories that I didn't love. There's a baseball focused one that is just 40 pages of baseball jargon and then a really cool twist. I didn't love that one so much. There's also two poems and I'm not a massive poetry guy but I don't mind a poem every now and then but I don't know if I like his style of writing poems. I'm really on the fence about it. Yeah. So I'm like yeah you did it. So that's cool. You stepped outside of your comfort zone and published some poems, but I don't know if they work in your style of writing. So, <laughs> yeah, but they're in there. This collection has kind of got everything. So, yeah, it's not the, the best short story one. I still think Full Throttle by his son, Joe Hill, which came out um, the very end of last year, is still one of the best short story collections I've, I would say I've ever read. It was phenomenal. Um, everything was different. It was very experimental. This is quite by the books, but in a way that I think it's meant to be. Yeah. Because it's just kind of nailing the same concept, the same character journey over and over again, which I think works because it's only about 500 pages, so so it's not super long. But yeah, one thumb up, Bizarre of Bad Dreams. It's all right. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Do you have anything else? Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's kind of a weird one uh, in that it's not something very specific but i've mentioned it before on the show i think but it's joseph gordon levitt's website that he helped um launch off the ground it's called hit record Mm -hmm. and it's a great space for creative people uh, such as myself (laughs) not to sound too arrogant i think we're both creative uh to get together and to either consume what people have done but it's a great website for collaborating the whole idea is that someone has an idea for a short film or somebody has a song that they've kind of written the rhythm to the bass line to or something like that Mm. they upload a part of it and they ask someone who can drum to to play along or they want voiceover artists to do say the voice for a cartoon that they're doing or to read a poem and uh i've been doing that i've been listening to other people's contributions Mm -hmm. i've also been recording my own because at the moment there isn't much uh theatre or TV stuff going for an actor. Yeah. Especially for me, actually. I live in regional Australia, so there's not much TV stuff going anyway, but uh, for me specifically. But to fill in the time and keep my acting skills sharp, I've been kind of doing that a little bit. And I just want to recommend it, especially for those, because there are some countries who are still really affected by COVID-19 and locked down. So if you're feeling a creative itch, 
the site Hit Record, and I'm sure there are many other sites like it, mm. is a good place to just kind of get out there and and keep practicing, share your uh, share your creativity, and see others. It's a good way to get contacts and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend checking that out. It's a good bit of fun. Excellent. Yes. And if you've never done it before, they encourage anyone to jump in there and and record a bit. You could just use your, I'm going to say iPhone, but any smartphone, any sort of, uh, you know, headphone cable with a microphone on it. Mm. You can use that to record and it's pretty easy to take the audio file and upload it to the website. I think there's even a hit record app. Oh, wow. You could download and then it has access to your, I know on iPhone, it's a voice memo. I'm sure it's something pretty similar on Android, but you can record it and then upload it. So just give it a go. If there's a poem that really work, you know, resonates with you, give your reading and you might be chosen by the person because that's the thing. You contribute your recording and they find, for example, for a voiceover, if they want a longer piece, you're basically auditioning sometimes okay. and they'll, they'll select your voice and anyone can hear you, hear your voice being played back. Nice. Yeah. But it's been really, I've been pushing recently to try and set up like I said, because there's not much actual, I don't want to say actual acting, that sounds really bad, but you know, <laughs> there's not, not in-person acting going on. I've been trying to set up an environment where I could record and it sounds really good. So I've actually been also consuming some YouTube videos on how to achieve kind of like a home studio. And basically it involves putting blankets and pillows up wherever you can on any hard <laughs> surface. So that's what I'm doing right now, actually. <laughs> nice, that's good. Yeah, um, actually there's one. There's a YouTube channel called Booth Junkies, which is by a voice actor called Mike Delgado, but I think he's changed his name to Del Gordio, because <laughs> okay. he's very much an audio expert. And if you're interested in, in this stuff, check it out. He does a lot of good stuff for voiceover tips, reviews microphones, educates you on how to kind of make a sound booth. Uh, it's just very entertaining when he does it too. Um, so check it out. And I do want to encourage anyone, you can get into the voice acting world at any level, you just have to keep doing it to get noticed, <laughs> mm. to become, you know, D. Bradley Baker or Yuri Lowenthal or Tara Strong or anyone like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's it's good stuff, good fun. All right. Have you got anything else that you've consumed? Uh, I might have a movie. Ah, I take it this was a highly sensible movie. Oh, no. Oh, no, sorry. No. No, no, it wasn't. You wouldn't use the word sensible to describe it? I wouldn't use the word sensible. Ah, is that the segment oh. we're going to do today? <laughs> no. ah, I, I watched the wrong film. This one's oh, okay. definitely more um, weird, I think. It's weird? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Oh. Well, in that case, it's time for Weird Movies with Sandro. Let's do it. Let's go back to the year 1978. For the feature debut of Don Dola, the very Don Dola, who made a movie called Night Beast. Oh, yeah. In which a 16-year-old J.J. Abrams worked on. Oh, really? His first ever thing in the film industry. <laughs> Is it good? No. Oh. J.J. Abrams worked on it. Wait. Um, are you saying those two things are connected? <laughs> or That it's not good that he worked? No. No, he's good. Okay. He's definitely good. Yeah, exactly. Um, the film? Oh, it's kind of fun. I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> is it the same sort of weird as Butt Boy? Is all I want to know because Butt Boy has scarred me. <laughs> it's no, it's more of a uh, person dressed up in a monster suit going away, going around scaring people in unscary ways while ah. 
a soundtrack thing played. It's it's fine. It's an okay. So Doctor Who from 1963 to 80 something. <laughs> exactly. Except this one doesn't have a story or an actor. Ah, so Doctor Who from oh <laughs> <laughs> the Colin Baker era. Uh no. 2006 to 2000. <laughs> Just doing the David Tennant joke again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the movie that I watched is called The Alien Factor. I've got the synopsis up, and I'm just going to read through it. Um, Go for it. And we, can, and we can see if any of this stuff actually happened in the movie. Ah. So, a spaceship containing specimens, that happened, mm-hmm. from an intergalactic zoo, never mentioned in the movie. Ah. I mean, you could assume the first word there, intergalactic. Yes. Is applicable because it's a spaceship, but the zoo yes. part... Uh-uh. No. I think there was a line that their test subjects at a lab or something in space. Oh, zoo. They never mentioned a zoo. Anyway, a spaceship containing specimens from an intergalactic zoo crashes on Earth near a small backwards town. That's true. Okay. That line part is true. Hmm. The specimens escape, which is true, and soon Mm -hmm. folk are turning up mutilated. Definitely not true. They're showing up in weird rubber masks, uh, showing their faces gone. Um, This is a bunch of aliens (laughs) running around a town. One of them called Zod. The other one called... <laughs> the one called Clark. Yes. Speaking of Doctor Who, the alien design's incredibly Doctor Who-y. There's, I think, <laughs> one of them's meant to be a grasshopper alien thing. And then this other one, I don't know ah, what we're it is. In. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a, a ball mixed with, like, an ant. I don't know. But he's also wearing stilts. You can tell the actor is wearing stilts. It's very, it's very weird. Ah. But I liked that it was two different costumes for the two aliens. That gets a plus. Yeah, fair enough. The acting's awful. <laughs> the dialogue's hilarious. And together, that means it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The soundtrack's incredible. Oh, good. It's uh, 70s sci-fi synth, and it's very good. Um, very catchy. None of that weird editing from the last time we did this segment. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, I remember. It cuts off at the end of the scene. Mm. This actually had a proper soundtrack with many d- different songs, which is quite rare for a low-budget C film? Maybe a D film. I don't know <laughs> what rank I would put this in. Yeah. The crappy VHS quality of it inspired me to perhaps make something of this quality at some point. And I think that, ah, that could be fun. Yes. I know that's great. Because the VHS is, is is pretty terrible. So I did watch this with Ben right. uh, from last week, and yeah. we have been watching a lot of these 70s and 80s garbage films <laughs> on, on YouTube. I return to my usual question. Why do this to yourself? I don't know. They're like an hour 10. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's a fun <laughs> way to spend a... Friday afternoon when you only slept for five hours. Jesus. (laughs) Out of all of the films that we've watched, this is easily the one that is so bad it's good. Oh, okay. Yep. You've actually been hoping for one of those for a while, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, because we had a couple at the start and then we just had really boring stuff after really boring stuff. (laughs) And now it's one that is genuinely enjoyable. It's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's very bad. Mm. But just stuff like this one scene where this scientist is explaining something to the sheriff, and then the sheriff goes back to the police headquarter place and then explains the exact same thing word for word to everyone there, and it's the same (laughs) scene twice. Just stuff like that. I love that sort of thing sometimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so it's so bad. The ending twist is incredible. Uh it was Superman, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Superman the whole time. Ah. And then he breaks Zod's neck and Zack Schneider shows up and goes, Ha ha Here's my cut. <laughs> yep. So yeah, the alien factor. I don't know. Like one thumb down. It's not good, but uh, it's a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, is there anything in particular that you want to know about it? I uh, I'm curious as to what the twist is, but you probably don't want to spoil it. Oh, I can tell you. Okay. Let's just do a spoiler. Spoilers. You probably aren't going to watch this. Spoilers no, to I'm the not, alien. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's they find this spaceship, mm. and they're like, oh, it's a spaceship. That must be where the creatures come from. <laughs> Good deducing. <laughs> then out of nowhere. That's literally a scene, though. It's so funny. They didn't put that together. So God, good. that's why you're the police officer, and I'm not. <laughs> uh, there's this scientist that then shows up and he knows everything about where these aliens come from and he's like yes they're from a a science place in the space world and everyone's like (laughs) how do you know this and then he's like no reason i'm a human (gasps) (gasps) oh that is a twist (laughs) then it's revealed at the end that he was a good alien all along what if the zoo they were talking about was earth and he was the zoo keeper I think that would mean anyone had to put effort into writing this film. <laughs> ah. But also, that would have been cool. So you're saying it's a forerunner for most of today's Hollywood movies, because no one wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're probably right. That being said, actually, I do have to take you to task with that sort of comment. The Marvel films are great. Yes. And that's major, major, major Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> like, they make the most money in the world. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I also know exactly what you mean, because Artemis Fowl exists, Avatar existed, and they're making more Avatars, and I'm just... Uh, Most grossed movie of this year is Bad Boys for Life, which I saw 10 minutes of and went, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Bad Boys for 10 minutes. (laughs) And I watched this, so you know what the quality of that's going to be. The twist is good. (laughs) There's also this very funny scene where there's this transparent alien slug that the scientist has to fight and i think it was stop motion i don't know it looked really good cool it looked really good and it should have looked good because the studio that made this movie is a special effects studio ah okay it opens with special effects da 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 presents this movie and you're like (laughs) ah the special effects better be good and there's one sequence the mill presents (laughs) so yeah that was the first effects company I could think of. The Mill. They're a good one. Corridor Digital presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird movies. <laughs> it certainly does sound weird. It is pretty weird. Hmm. Have any trailers come out that we can talk about? This has been a short one. Trailers? Ooh, it has been pretty short. I haven't, as much as I don't mind trailers, and I've often defended them to people like you and uh, Adam J. Purcell, mm. who's been a guest before, listeners. <laughs> Yes. He has. Uh, I haven't been watching trailers, actually. Um, It's probably because there aren't many out. There are just trailers for the same movie over and over again. Yeah, that's most likely it, because movies have been delayed a lot. Yeah. I don't want to watch the 10th Black Widow trailer. (laughs) I do. No. Um, (laughs) I don't don't watch TV spots, so if that's what you're talking about, then... Uh, Maybe it is. Everyone was complaining about there being a new Black Widow trailer like a couple weeks ago. I don't know what it was. I think it might have been a TV spot, though, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
On that note, though, I'm actually keen for Black Widow. I'm excited for it. It looks good. It does. It's going to be weird. Uh, no, I'll take that back. I really structured that sentence weirdly. <laughs> I kind of want a video game of it just from seeing the trailer, if that makes sense. Okay. Like a... Kind of like a GoldenEye version, like a Black Widow version of GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. They should start making... Uh, well, well, should they, though? Because the majority of video game adaptations were bad. But also, I do kind of miss the idea of a video game adaptation of a movie that's out at the same time. Like, the only people doing it are yeah. probably Lego now. Yeah, true. And even then, there's like a six-month delay on them. And technically, the movies are almost adaptations of the video games that were already out there. So, <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um. There's something we could talk about. Have you seen much to do with the Avengers game? Oh, boy. Um, I saw the first trailer. Yeah. And thought it looked horrible. Oh, really? But I like Square <laughs> Enix, so I was... Yeah. I'll probably get it, but yeah. I love the cast. It's got Nolan North, Troy Baker. Oh, yeah. Lots of great people like that. Yeah. It's a good cast. It's a good team behind it it's the avengers i'm gonna play it <laughs> yeah i like the idea of being able to play as everyone mm. i don't know but like the design for actually the design for captain america was really good i didn't like the black widow design i didn't like the thor one either yeah for Thor one's kind of gross i agree with about the black widow one kamala khan looks great oh definitely yeah um I don't know. I'm keen for it um i need to actually get my own playstation 4 and get that game and then just play it. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to play it. Might be the first video game that I really don't like. Usually I play them for an hour. Call of Duty World War II, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I give up. But I, I doubt I will. It's it's Marvel. It's the Avengers. It's a video game. Yeah, well, it's got a pretty interesting story from what I can yeah. tell. Uh, so if anything, the story will probably, yeah, be the driving force. I wonder if it can make the villain that they revealed uh, interesting. <laughs> Which villain is it again? The most recent trailer. Have you seen that one? No, but go ahead and <laughs> say it. it's fine. Modok is going to be in it. Ah, oh, hell yeah. But also, what? It actually sounds intriguing. <laughs> Hang on. No, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the thing with Modok is... Yeah, he's a villain, but not really an event. Well, no, he is an Avengers villain. I've never thought of him as a serious villain. I always take him as a joke. Yeah, I think he's teaming up with AIM in this, and they don't want superheroes anymore. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, cool. And ironically, in their attempt to kill superheroes, i.e. the Avengers, they create the Inhumans, which is just another form of superhero. Oh, they're doing the Inhumans again in this. Okay, great, cool. Well, that's how we get Kamala Khan. Let's have a get Khan. But yeah, okay. No, that is a good idea. I quite like the Inhumans as a concept. I haven't seen the TV show. Uh, and I know <laughs> I've, I've been told not to. Never. Um, <laughs> Never yeah, watched by that. You. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like the... Uh, I like how it could be a very quick origin story. Oh, Terrigen mm. Mist, turn them into a superhero. There we go. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I like that. It's good shorthand, really. It is a good way to do it. My thing with these games is not to so much... Spider-Man, definitely not mm. Sp Spider-Man, actually, but games like, uh, what was that one? There was this other Avengers game that came out um, that I used to have on the Wii that was the same sort of thing where you could play as yeah. every character, and it just felt like they they splashed everything into it, and the story yeah. was you going through a highlights reel of your favourite Avenger characters, and that's fun, mm. but 
I, I kind of want a more cohesive story. And it seems like this one is going to have one. I think it really will, yeah. But also, it does kind of seem like they're just going through some of the classic stuff, like aim. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But what else? Yeah, I don't know. What else could they do? Yeah. I feel like Arkham Asylum did that. But that's true. did it so magically well. That's That series is one of my favorite bits of Batman storytelling ever. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, I, as far as I can tell, the Avengers have been around for a while, but it's just the core group of Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, and the Hulk. Mm. Um, and they're celebrating uh, the opening of an East Coast, or maybe it's West Coast. Forgive me, Americans. I'm not too up on geography <laughs> in your country. It's usually West Coast for Avengers, yeah, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It is, but I think they're switching it up and they've opened another tower just because there's been so much more activity. Okay, cool. And that was the A-Day thing that they were celebrating. Oh, yeah, okay. And then the helicarrier is sabotaged, which contains Terrigen crystals and... That kind of explodes and sends out the Terrigen Mist, which is how we get Kamala Khan. Yeah, that's cool. And as far as I could tell, the majority of this story will take place maybe a year or two later. Maybe not that long, okay. but it will take, take place after that. And it'll be kind of actually Kamala trying to reunite them. Yeah, uh, okay. Because she needs guidance as somebody who's got powers now. Uh, and because she's found out that whoever it is who's working with MODOK, as far as I could tell, deliberately tried to break them apart. It was all a setup. Okay, so yeah, like in that way you can run through the roster in a way that doesn't yeah. feel super like ham fisted. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I-, I like that idea. That's good. I think uh Hulk slash Banner will help with scientific stuff. Mm. Thor and Iron Man will probably be there on the ground helping you out. I reckon there'll be like stealth missions with Black Widow, which would be great. That would be cool. That sort of thing. As far as I can tell, that's the story. Uh that's pretty cool. I've been trying to avoid as many details as possible because I just want to go in fresh. Yeah. Like I did with Spider-Man. I just knew Spider-Man existed, didn't know a thing about the plot for it, and it was lovely. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, I'm I'm keen for it. Yeah. That does sound good. I think I know one thing about it that I would have preferred not to know oh. about. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I like the idea, actually. So I think for me, yeah, it's just the graphics and a team-based game. It's going to be interesting to see how it works, but seeing as they all have different powers, you're definitely going to play differently as each of them. Mm. I know that we got a demo focusing on the Hulk, I think, which looked really good. So Yeah. I'm intrigued. Mm. I think I might wait for reviews before I pay full price for it, but we'll see. Okay, well, I'll pre-order, get everything, I'll play it through, (laughs) and I'll let you know. Perfect. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I'm quite biased already, I think. Yeah, that's (laughs) fair. Uh, have you got anything else? Um, I played Hitman 2, but I've got nothing really to say about it. <laughs> well, actually, no, I do. Okay. So, it's five... The entire game is five missions long. Hmm. Each mission takes a, maybe an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you pay full price, you get five missions, then you got to pay basically a full price game again yeah. to get two additional missions and also a bunch of this other stuff. You can't buy the two additional missions separately, which annoys me a lot because yeah. one of them is a bank heist mission, which I really want to play, and I can't just pay, like, $10 for it and get it, like, which I'm fine paying. That's the price of a movie, hour and a half mission, length of a movie. True. I'm cool with that. Um, Yeah, just kind of annoying. Mm. The game was good. <laughs> it was a good game. Yeah. 
Actually, that reminds me. Uh, you know the actor Sam Witwer? Uh, name sounds very familiar. Uh, what's his name in The Force Unleashed? And Darth Maul in the animated stuff. Oh, yes. He's in Riverdale as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Riverdale and... Uh, Smallville. Who was he in Smallville? Was he Doomsday? I think it was Doomsday in Smallville. I'm not sure. Um, I remember, yeah, he was like a firefighter that started dating she whose name shall not be spoken and <laughs> became Doomsday. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that whole thing that happened. Yeah. Oh, he's in Supergirl as well. I've just seen that too, yeah. He's on Twitch as a streamer, and he actually played Hitman 2. <laughs> mm. So that just reminded me. Nice, nice, nice. I didn't know he was on there. He's quite a big gamer, it seems. No, that's cool. And he's so cool. Mm. Like You see behind-the-scenes stuff of all the Clone Wars and stuff like that, and he's so into character. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Actually, there's a great one with him and Clancy Brown. Oh, nice. Uh, doing voices, because Clancy Brown does a voice in The Clone Wars for a really cool character. I don't know how much of that you've seen, by the way. but um... The Clone Wars? Yeah. All of it. Uh, well, not the latest season. I still need to watch that. Ah, okay. But I've seen everything else, yeah. I'm a few seasons behind, but he plays uh, Dooku's apprentice with the double-bladed lightsaber. Really big. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's Clancy Brown. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, really deep voice, booming. But yeah, you get the two of them together. In a behind-the-scenes clip, and it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. And uh, out of the blue, Sam Witt was thinking, um, Darth Maul's gone insane. How about I just randomly start quoting the Sith Code, Dave Filoni? And Dave Filoni goes, yeah, that's a great idea. So he's just whispering it in his head. There is no power. There's, you know, stuff like that. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Um, so if you've got nothing else on your list, no. I'd like to finish this i don't know why it's just come to mind and it feels like it might be something important if there's anyone out there who potentially due to covid19 potentially due to some social issues that are going on or just you're having a rough time in general if you're struggling please feel free to reach out to someone including us including any sort of helpline there is out there um this is pride month so it's a safe time it's meant to be a safe time for the LGBTQ+, uh, all of the other sorts of wonderful human beings that there are out there in that community. Mm. But if you're not feeling comfortable, please feel free to reach out. And if you're not part of that community and you're just struggling in general, just reach out. I've seen a few things online recently where you know people are probably going a bit crazy due to lockdown. There have been a few people on again, Twitch. I've been focusing on Twitch a little bit recently, <laughs> but it's it's just been fun to kind of dive into that world. Yeah. There have been a few people called out for inappropriate behavior. Uh, and if that's ever happened to you and you feel uncomfortable, I encourage you to talk to someone, be it a professional, be it to someone close to you that you trust. Um, even if nothing that horrible has happened to you, sometimes people just struggle mentally. There are mental health services out there. There are people online that are willing to hear from you. Uh, you, you matter. Mm. Uh, you your feelings are important, and if you need to express them somehow, please do. Uh, I just find that sort of thing important. Definitely. And it just kind of hit me today that we've never really done that sort of thing, but I just want to encourage people. I've cert I have personally sought help in the past when I've struggled. I've had some major life stuff go on before and needed help to get through it, and it's doable. You could do it. It's tough. Sometimes you need to also come to terms with some things about yourself. <laughs> And that can be tough as well, but just 
reach out if you need it. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Again, our emails and socials, which you can get in contact with, everything's in the description. If you need, need help, let us know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And also, if you don't feel like two nerds who often nerd out together are enough, I'm sure you can easily find someone to help you. Like in Australia, there's Beyond Blue, there's Men's Health, there's Headspace for younger people. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm sure there is a, a female-centric line instead of uh, Men's Health line or, or Men's... I can't remember what it is, the Men's <laughs> line, but I'm sure there's a, a female-centric one as well. I'm sure there are also non-binary ones or LGBT-focused, but mm. yeah. it's just something I've seen people... In the light of, you know, those Twitch people who I talked about who have been inappropriate, some people were upset by that, which is completely fair enough. And, th- and then when I saw that, people were, were tweeting out and posting hotlines that you could contact or just chat services that you can use. But just in general, if you're ever struggling, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay to get help. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yeah, and with that, I think that is the end of this episode, episode 11. Thank you, as always, for listening. Absolutely. If you want to uh, get in contact with us, as I mentioned, everything is in the description uh, mm. for for pretty much everything. No doubt, main show, it's hard to tell because um, it's been the end of term and the end of the financial year, so it's kind of crazy uh, for all of us on that show at the moment. It's been <laughs> difficult yeah. to find out to find a time to record but um what with rob being a teacher and everything (laughs) yes with that in particular uh so we'll see Mm. we definitely want to get more episodes out very soon of that show it's also kind of hard because we do feel like the online episodes aren't aren't as good as what we used to do which i know why people those other episodes are what people prefer and it kind of feels like these ones that we're putting out are fun but they're not exactly what people want (laughs) so I don't know. We're going to figure it all out. We're going to try and do some in real life stuff as soon as we possibly can. Uh, but we will have to wait and see until all of that happens. Um, Aldi, but of goodies happening this week. We're doing Conan the Destroyer. Oh boy. It was, yes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Cool. But I also was drinking. Ah. Uh... Not sure. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, uh, what's his name? Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah, it's his second Conan <laughs> film. Right before he became super famous, he did these. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they are, yeah. Fun. <laughs> Listen to the episode if you want. Uh, it, it'll, it, it will be out by the time this episode is out. Join us next mm. week where we do stuff and we talk about stuff and we're all about stuff. What stuff do you want us to talk about? Let us know. <laughs> uh, we might check it out or we might add it to our lists, which are very long, but we promise we'll get to them. Or we might say stuff it. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> stuff. Nice. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? I think that's it. There's n- nothing really to tease. There's no major movies out. We did say nah. that Copperfield was was out and we were going to try and watch it, but it's not actually oh, yeah. out in Australia. It's coming to theatres in like two weeks in Melbourne. I'm not going to w- watch it in theatres. Definitely not. Not going to happen. It's not really a film that I think I would see. Oh, no, I think I were. I don't know. Oh, no, I would see it in the cinema, but... There is a bloody pandemic going around the whole entire world. Exactly. And even though cases have eased in Australia, although not here in Victoria. No. Um, uh, not in my particular area in Victoria either. It's the worst. Oh, uh, boy. Yay. But yeah, I would not go and see a film at the moment. No. I've decided I'm not probably not going to see anything in the cinema this year. Just to play it safe. I'm probably being too paranoid. And by the time a Marvel movie comes out, 
i.e. Black Widow, I'll probably go see it. You're going to see Black Widow in cinemas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see Tenet in cinemas, probably. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's not much of a delay for Tenet, so I've got to be honest. Mid-August. Yeah, we'll see. But I do want to see... It's been a while since I've seen a Nolan film in cinemas, so I do want to see that. Mm. But anyway, um, just play it safe, guys. We're not going to see Copperfield in cinemas, and if that's no. the only way we could see it in Australia, then we'll do our review of that in a while when it comes out on digital or something like that. Exactly, yeah. The other th- thing is it's only showing in the uh, smaller arty cinemas, which are only in mm. Melbourne, so I'm, I'm not going to the city. Screw that. Staying home. Oh, all that being said... Distributors for that film, if you wanted to send review copies, we'll definitely promote it for when it, you know, it's a safer time to go and see it, or you release it on digital, we'll definitely encourage people to buy it if we like yeah. it, if you send us copies. <laughs> the thing is, though, and uh, <laughs> definitely cut this. Yeah, we'll do. Screener copies are the worst. I've gotten a couple, and the uh, the watermarks are all over the screen, and it's very distracting. Yeah. It's oh, really I've seen annoying. a few. <laughs> so, yeah. But I would still watch it. <laughs> Which one did I see? Some sci-fi last year that just had the logo of the studio over the entire screen, and it was transparent, mm. so you could ignore it once you got used to it. But yeah, it was yeah. very annoying. But also, send it to us. <laughs> now, which bit do you want me to cut? <laughs> you can choose. Because <laughs> you're like, cut this, but... <laughs> cut this, but also... Send it yes. Yes. <laughs> We said this bit to the studios. It's like, send it to us clean, please. (laughs) All right, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, until next week when we see you next, don't forget to keep nerding out. While you spin off. (laughs) Sure, you can spin off if you want, or don't. It's your choice. That part's your choice. Do Mm. nerd out, spin off if you want. And please explain how you spin off. Yeah, I want to know. Is it a chair that spins around that you just sit on while listening to the show? If so, you're cool. Yeah. My chair doesn't spin. I need to get one of those desk chairs that do spin. Yeah, I've got one, but it's noisy. I don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. Because we've got to record. Yeah, I'm going to get my still chair. But all the still chairs got the cat on them. <laughs> oh, right, yes. I'm like, oh, no. Ah, oh, well... See ya. (laughs) Yeah, see you guys.